For almost an entire year, kids have been tucked away in their houses and apartments, behind their computer screens, and in tiny boxes on Zoom. But even during this difficult time, our kids have continued creating. They've been making art and writing scripts. They've been practicing scales and performing plays even on Zoom. I'm Rebecca Bellingham, and in this episode of Learning Together San Diego, I talk with four student artists from across the district and their theater teacher, Ms. Geneva McCoy, about new muscles we are all growing during this time, as artists, but also as people. As I put this episode together, I couldn't stop thinking about something the fabulous children's writer, Mo Willems, said recently. Science will get us out of this, but art will get us through. Let's just start by you telling me your names, what grade you are in, what school you go to, and what your artistry is. Like, what, what's your craft? Like, what, how do you identify as an artist? Hi, I'm Christina. I am a ninth grader at Morse High School, and I'm in theater. Uh, hi, I'm Temple. I'm a senior at Lincoln, and I'm a visual artist. Great. Thank you, Temple. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I go to Morrison, I'm a ninth grader, and I'm in theater. Great. I'm Jimena, um, I'm an eighth grader at TPMA, and I'm a dancer. And you're a dancer, okay. All right, so what do you love about the artistry that you do? Like, what do you love about visual art, Temple? And what do you love about acting, Christina and Alexandra? And what do you love about dance? Like, what, what brings you alive about what you do? And why do you love it so much? For me, it's the people in it um i feel like in like the acting industry and like being in theater the people in it are so welcoming and you like you know you can be yourself around them because there's so many different types of people Mm. yeah the theater people are accepting people are they they yeah what about you jimena and alexandra and temple what do you love about what you do I think what I love the most about creating visual art is like the conversation and the perspective because you can only really see through your own eyes and your own experiences. But then when you give a bunch of different people the same idea or the same prompt and they can put their feelings and their experiences and how they see the world on like a physical space, it really allows you to like learn more about the human experience, I think. Mm. And that's my favorite thing is getting to see other people's experiences and then getting to share mine. Oh, I love what you said about the conversation, you know, that you're all creating different things, but then you talk about the different perspective that you each brought and the different lens through which you each were looking and thinking. That's really powerful. And that's what makes it so meaningful. What about you, Alexandra? For me, again, it's just the emotion when you put on stage. Like being someone else is really cool and trying to be in their shoes too. And trying to intimidate their body movements. Because I sort of take dance, but it's like, sort of. But yeah, let's put emotion out. Yeah, being able to really tap into that emotion and and embody big ideas and feelings and different people and characters. What about you, Jimena? Um, I like, like expressing myself is what dance is what brings to me. It just, it makes me happy because it's fun to do. And even though I'm at home, I feel like I have to try to bring it as like I'm on stage and performing it, even though it's just in my kitchen and my room. 
<laughs> Even though it's just in your kitchen, you still can express yourself and move around and, and find that feeling within you. So, you know, for me, I, as an artist, I've been forced to grow certain muscles that I never would have otherwise grown if it weren't for this pandemic. And I wonder how I might lean into those new skills and into that growth once we're through this time. Like, you know, I've had to learn how to do Zoom and have conversations and how to have rehearsals on Zoom. And that's something I never thought I would ever have to learn. So I'm wondering, are, can you speak to any creative or artistic muscles that you've developed as a result of this time that you kind of maybe wouldn't have wanted to have to develop, but that you have? Go ahead. Mine would definitely be photography because I'm so used to like doing my art and then having it in critique and it being like right there. And for the first like six assignments, my teacher was like, do you know how to take a picture? <laughs> this is so blurry. It's washed out. It's like, I'm not used to having to like capture what it looks like because it's usually in a room full of people. So that's definitely a skill that I did not have. I think I'm getting a little bit better at kind of capturing what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. So you ha- have leaned into that new skill of photography that, that, that maybe you might not have focused so much on. It's almost like I'm discovering new moves, like dance moves that I haven't even learned yet. And then I'll do it in like my dance class and she'll be like, oh, oh, that's called this. And then I'm like, okay, now I know what that is. That is so interesting. You're discovering dance moves that you haven't even been taught yet because you're open to exploring. You're open to just trying things out. And that's what artists have to do. And so now you know you can try things out even though you don't know what they are yet. I showed her one of them mm-hmm. that I recently just like discovered and she was like okay so this is that and she kind of like helped me kind of make it better and how it's supposed to kind of look because I got it but it was like a little bit off she's like so you're gonna do this and then I ended up learning it so it was pretty cool that I started doing that that's super cool what other things have you leaned into or muscles you've grown Christina what were you gonna say I think through Zoom, especially with acting, it's like we don't usually have to, if you're an actor, you usually don't have to be the one working a camera. So we have to work a camera while acting or work a camera while trying to introduce ourselves. And then also through a camera, you need to speak louder than you would have to if you were in the room full of people. So that's interesting. Like the technical skills you really had to kind of tap into. Yeah. Okay. So maybe when you, you know, start camera acting, you'll have, you'll be, have a, you know, a leg up a little bit. For me, it's part of the acting because I can get the technical skills better because I know how to work a camera and all that. But it's just talking in front of a screen just makes me nervous instead of performing at everyone else. Yeah. There's a real difference, isn't there, between like talking into a screen and kind of trying to connect through the screen versus just being present in the moment when you're on a stage with lots of people in the room. It feels unsettling and weird for me too, as somebody who presents a lot. I feel much more nervous behind a Zoom camera than I would if I was in front of 500 people. What do you think about that, Alexandra? Does that kind of resonate with you? Yes, it does. Yeah, say more about that. Like, why is it so nerve wracking to be behind it, to act behind a Zoom camera versus in front of hundreds of people? Well, cause you're like at the moment, from when you're on the set, on the mo- you're like facing towards everyone and putting the emotion towards the audience. But now you're just at a screen and you're just putting it on a screen and you don't even know if people are actually going to watch it or not. 
Yeah, the energy from the audience is kind of what fills you and feeds you and energizes you and keeps you present. And it's so much harder, I think, to tap into that behind a computer screen. Does that make sense? It does. Christina, you're nodding. Is that true for you too? Yeah, I feel like when you're in the in the moment, like Alexandra said, it's like you have a specific atmosphere around you that mm-hmm. like makes it so much less nerve-wracking because you're mm-hmm. you're in the moment. Um, but when you have a camera on you and it's just a camera, it's like you don't there's no nothing around you that can get you in that kind of like acting atmosphere and I personally also don't like listening to myself again (laughs) and so I'll have to I'll make myself listen to it before I like send it and this word atmosphere Christina is so important like that's what we're all missing right now atmosphere like that is exactly what we can't share we can't share the same air we can't be in the same atmosphere it's that's the problem so that's what we're missing um well when it comes to like doing the dance and practicing with everybody it's really hard because sometimes like my computer glitches or like the music stops and then we're just kind of just there like frozen and then we're like it's just kind of hard because we're not all together all the time so sometimes learning a dance is really hard yeah the glitchiness is also like a real challenge right like and we sure i sure have learned patience and, and graciousness when things go wrong with the computer and just to kind of roll with it. Like that's what maybe all of us are learning maybe right now is to learn how to roll with it. So my name is Geneva McCoy and I am currently teaching at Morris Senior High School. Um, I teach primarily um, theater, beginning theater levels one, two, and three, and three, four, which is the um, I guess it would be considered the intermediate mm-hmm. um, theater as well. We've just started up our program um, maybe a couple of years back. I've always been in the performing arts um, yeah. when I was in high school, and I just thought it was a really good community to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave them a safe place as well on campus. Yeah, I always say I want my kids to be theater kids because it's the most accepting, supportive crowd that there is for being who you are. And, um, yeah. I worry about our theater kids, though, these days. You know, they, they don't have each other to lean on in real time and in person, but I also trust their creative spirits and their ability to rise above even difficult times. So what are you noticing about what this time has been like for your theater students? So um, during the whole COVID pandemic, it was kind of, um, they all kind of still stayed connected um, just because we already in theater um I had used, I was doing my induction program actually at the time when we were doing our after school program and we were using Zoom. So I was like, oh, this would be really a great way to get them to do their rehearsals and their script reads Mm. before they come on campus and prepare ahead of time. This is before COVID hit? Yeah. You were like early on the Zoom game or the Zoom train. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. So they became Zoom pros, actually, and they were setting up their own meetings and doing their own rehearsals with their directors and co-directors. And so um, that was the prior year's uh, theater students. And so they were they were on it when they actually had to do digital learning. Um, You know, they just were so familiar with the settings and setting up their own Zoom calls. 
And then I went to the theater meeting and one of the one of the teachers was like, now I can see why you would use this. This was such a great idea to use for, you know, doing your script reads um, because it just saves so much time. Totally. Um, and then in terms for uh, when I did get those students again, because I had a lot of repeat students for my intermediate course, it was just so much more active and engaging. Um, Can you give some then, examples of what they did that was really, that really stuck out to you that you felt like they were really being, you know, particularly inventive or ingenious or kind of reinventing something new? So TikTok was a huge thing. Ah, TikTok. <laughs> That was pretty awesome to see, um, like we had a makeup or costume challenge and they were, you know, blending these skills Mm. of like creating a character and I would get like Google slides with TikToks explaining their character that they, that they were trying to interpret and, um, the transitions and the editing, I feel like they were actually learning more technology skills mm. as well as learning theater at the same time. That's so I these amazing projects that I would never have gotten otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so By harnessing the, the power yeah, of TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And so they were using like green screens and uh, layering videos, which I would never have thought of. That's so they figured out a way to get other people in their scenes when they were doing scenes wow. um, by taking a recording that somebody else had done on their TikTok, sending it to the other student, and then posing in front of the video so that they got this appropriate distance. And so they layered the videos to actually have two people on the same scene on top of like doing backgrounds for, you know, their TikTok costume challenge and doing pantomime in their poses for the characters that they were portraying, which was super, super awesome. That is so clever and so inventive it's just such a great way to integrate technology with all the skill building of theater and character building and technology it's amazing how they how they did that how how that's how they're learning these skills that, that they can um that they can pair with the work of theater it's amazing right and i i actually really love the fact that they were teaching me and teaching other students. So they're like, no, look what I figured out to do. Mm-hmm. No, do this. And this is how they were kind of communicating with each other. And though we weren't like, because their internets were actually crashing mm. when they had a heavy load in their communities, or maybe they didn't have the fastest internet right. speed, speed, they could still, we they still recorded themselves performing. Mm-hmm. And we like showcased it. Like yeah. every time we had projects that they did. And so the community kind of just, you know, flowed really nicely in that it's like, oh, you're doing something really cool or you're doing something really humorous. And, you know, you just see the the chat light up Um, (laughs) like, oh, that's so awesome. You should be like a YouTuber or this and that. Mm -hmm. And it's really actually super authentic without me having to teach how to give positive feedback. Yeah. All these unexpected ways that that Zoom online learning has taught us about how we can respond to each other, how we can connect with each other. I mean, the the chat feature is so brilliant because you can have these immediate kind of all class responses right there in the chat. And um, I've found even with teaching writing that kids are more willing sometimes to offer up their writing in the chat than they might have been if it was live in a classroom. Yeah, probably because they're used to texting as well, Mm -hmm. which I think is really um, interesting. And I think I'm going to come back around to, I think, what you mentioned. How did I see them um, become more creative in their own, you know, their own artistic sense? I Mm -hmm. felt like they actually were, because of the choice, it was so much more personal in what Mm. they chose that they put more time and investment in it 
So I could get like some project choice where it's like they're doing some type of diction exercises and they're doing a rap to Dr. Seuss. So I have like <laughs> something I could give to or we could showcase to an elementary school or middle school and we have the storybook and they layered the beats on top and they're practicing wow. their diction by rapping to Dr. Seuss, which is super. It was so it was so interesting to see wow. all these projects that came out. There's a walkie in my pocket by Dr. Seuss. Did you ever have the feeling there's a basket in your basket or a Nero in your bureau or a was it in your closet? Sometimes I feel quite certain there's a Jordan. What do you think that they are going to take away from this time? Like what, how are their artistic selves being nourished, even though this has been a really, really difficult season for everybody? What, what are some of the potential ways they're going to grow and even become better at their craft or even better artists in the future? Right. Um, I almost think that it was kind of cool is that they kind of are getting tired of technology, which, you oh, know, it's kind of like a hindrance gosh. in the classroom. Um, and so I feel like when they do come back, they are going to have um, such an appreciation for that human connection. Mm. Um, and I mean, they get that in theater quite a bit as well, and they're getting that online. But what I hear from them is like, I miss people. I miss seeing people. Mm. I want to do this on campus. And so for me, I'm actually really looking forward to working with them in person and seeing them on campus at some point. Um, I feel like that's the biggest takeaway that they've learned from this. But I also find that because they just have all this like tech at their disposal as well and they're just gaming so much now because mm -hmm. it's the only way they can keep from being bored they're mm -hmm. finding different ways to actually be creative and do something else so for example I have a student that's like I'm getting into nail art now and I'm like well how can you tie that to theater oh well what about costume yeah. <laughs> like, okay and then I have another student that's you know playwriting or you know creating characters from scratch um another student that's researching and sketching and you know um they're just finding different ways to stay entertained because it's just too much gaming or mm -hmm. too much of you know tech um, yeah and I did a Thanksgiving flip grid action I was like what are you grateful for and they're like I'm just so happy I can be with my family and just sit down and even talk and do mm. you know normal things like that so that's so interesting. Like we're going to have like all this technology that we are so grateful for that made it possible to kind of stay afloat during this time, but maybe they're going to have technology burnout and really just want to deepen their human Connection. relations and connections. And that would be a beautiful result of this time. I would, I would think. Yeah. So I'm wondering what has this time taught you? about how important the arts are. How, do you think that the arts have made you more resilient, the fact that you're an artist? Do you think that's made you more resilient during this time? I actually was able to lean more into my songwriting during these times, and that's what helped me tap into like my feelings and helping me to write the songs. Well, that's big, tapping into songwriting. Since you can't be outperforming, you're finding time to write and, and work that muscle out. I've been writing a lot more than I normally would, too. What others of you would say about the importance of the arts or how the arts have made you more resilient during this time? What do you want to say, Alexandra? I was going to say that theater made me more outgoing and more social. But now, like, I usually stay home and paint, draw and all that. And I like to write scripts, scripts a lot, which is really fun. 
So you're writing scripts. How many? Uh, that's interesting that the that you're being able to do writing, which is also a way of going inward a little bit during a time when we can't be outward. What do you think about that, Temple? You nodded your head there. Well, I just I was gonna agree with Christina. Like the not having the opportunities to go out really allows you to have a lot of space to reflect inward, and then you can focus and channel that into other forms of artistry that you wouldn't have normally picked up which I think is really cool. And it's allowed me to get deeper into my art because that's really all I can do is art. That's something that COVID hasn't taken away from me. Mm, it hasn't taken that away, even though it's taken away so many opportunities to gather. We still have our inner lives that we can feed and nourish. Since March, I've been going through the seven stages of grief over and over and over again. But when I have like a big feeling and I put it through art and then it's over, I can look back all the pieces. Like I've been through this and I've been through that and I felt that and yet I'm on the other side. Wow, that's really powerful. That it's art's a way for you to reflect on your own journey, your own emotional life while you're in it and then even afterwards. What about you, Christina? For me, it's kind of like, but Temple said, it's like, just songwriting, I can look back at it. And what I write down isn't always exactly what I'm going through, but it has the emotion that I was going through. Mm. So I'll look back at it and I'll be like, I was feeling so mad or so mm -hmm. um, sad, you know, whatever feelings, because it's usually when I'm not feeling happy <laughs> that I write, but also sometimes songwriting doesn't always do it because the emotion is too, too out there. When it's so hard to not feel that emotion or see that emotion or like whatever, it can kind of start feeling like you're alone in things, mm. like you're stuck. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's, that's one of the reasons I really do think that people are going to start appreciating it more because they, they might've felt so lonely throughout this pandemic that, you know, people are going to start and put their stuff out there right away again. Mm. The arts are a way for us to unstuck ourselves, to yes. move through feelings, to look back on our journeys, to connect and have conversations with people about our different points of view, about our different experiences. It's a way to hold all those stories and all those feelings. Yes. And we need that now, don't we? We need to tell our stories and connect with each other. I just like agree. Like you see those pictures of a bunch of people at a concert or like when people crowd around the Mona Lisa at the Louvre or like standing ovations on Broadway. And to me, that shows really what humanity is. A bunch of people seeing something and connecting with it and appreciating it at such a large scale. And that's what I really miss throughout this pandemic. And I'm hoping that when we get on the other side, that appreciation and the collaboration of all of us comes back together. I hope listening to this episode has helped you think about how to keep your artistic spirits alive, even in small ways. How can we use challenging times like the moment we're in now to go within when we can't go out? How can we keep not only our artistic, but our human spirits alive? After all, like Temple said, we're just a bunch of people trying to get to the other side. And maybe music and dance, theater, writing, painting, and photography might just help us do that. 
Be well, everyone. Keep creating and happy holidays. Thank you to Temple, Christina, Jimena, and Alexandra for sharing their stories. Thank you to theater teacher Geneva McCoy and her students, Christian Bonte for his quarantine song and Anjo Uwe for his Dr. Seuss diction rap. Thank you to Cameron Garland for his cello playing and Russ Sperling, director of VAPA. Thank you as well to Chris Apple for sound editing and design.